Hey, hey, family, it's your girl, She Rambles, and welcome to The Ramble Within. This is your final ramble of the week, the final ramble of the series. Thank you so much for sticking with me for these six weeks as we went through my spiritual journey. Life is a series of collisions with the future. It is not the sum of what we have been, but what we yearn to be. Jose Ortega y Gasset. You know, the spiritual journey as you walk through life. You land where you are supposed to land. And in whatever moment it was you were in, it was right at that moment. There is no right or wrong in this thing, you know. And we just have to make sure that we always follow the fire. Always follow where your soul will lead you. Because every page has a a lesson in it. In week one, we did talk about some definitions, and I just want to bring those back to light. Spirituality, according to Merriam-Webster, is something that in ecclesiastic law belongs to the church or to a cleric as such. It is a sensitivity or attachment to religious values, the quality or state of being spiritual. In other words, spiritual is of relating to consisting of or affecting the spirit related to sacral matters, sacred matters, excuse me, and relating to supernatural being or phenomenon. Spirit is an animating vital principle held to give life to physical organisms, a supernatural being or essence such as the Holy Spirit or the soul. A journey is an act or passage from one place to another and sources the point of origin, the beginning. God is the being who is the ruler of the universe, creator, the supreme or ultimate reality. Being is a state of having existence, conscious existence, the totality of existing things and to practice is to carry out and apply, to do perform ritualistically or customarily. Now, we heard these words be repeated all the time. And there's a lot of words that we use in the English language. And we honestly sometimes don't really know the context, the uh, way it is broken down and what these things really mean until you really sit down and break them down um, so that you can understand what they mean and how they apply to your life. We spoke about what spirituality was. It is an individual journey and it's defined uniquely by the person embarking on it. No path is right or wrong because it is whatever your spirit resonates with. That was taken from the source of InfiniteResc.com and why even start a spiritual journey, right? Because we want to figure out who we are. Because you sit, like I said, on the porch at nighttime and this is your wind down, wind down time. You're drinking your wine or your whatever libation you're engaging in or you're taking some, some, bre- some breaths. You're breathing and you feel like there is still something more that you can give, something more that you can do. So you're trying to figure out who you are and people walk through this life for the rest of their lives sometimes trying to figure this out. Okay. You're trying to 
put your life back into control because when you start to feel like you're chaotic and out of control now some people choose other things to do but some people choose to understand that this is a breakthrough something is 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 tugging at your soul your heart your mind your spirit and you're like i need to gain some sense of control and center myself so that i can hear what my mind body and soul is trying to tell me you want peace in your life you want to be happier and you are interested and you want to learn more about spirituality. Why even get started? And why I started? Why I started? I understood that there was always something missing, always something missing. No matter how hard I went, giving my 1,000 trillion percent in a situation, I just was like, I got to the point where what is it? Something is missing. I'm studying. I'm I'm doing what the, the practice is saying to do. I'm doing X, Y, and Z in the third. And still, I feel like there's something else. There is something else. And as I journeyed on, I realized that although I was taught one way or indoctrinated to believe one thing, it was okay for me to feel like I don't get that. That doesn't make sense. And to challenge that. And the way I understood that it was okay to challenge was because people would get mad if I challenged it. If what you believe is to be the, is to be the truth, why on earth would you get mad if somebody felt the need to challenge? People challenge because they need to, they need to get clarification. And, you know, the word challenge is such a negative word in society and it's only really meaning that the person is just trying to gain clarification on what you're talking about so when you land where you're going to land in your soul journey the first thing is to make sure that you give it your all and if at any point there comes a question that you need answered then whoever may have been practicing prior to you or if you want to go do if you you go out and do research so that you can find out um, the questions that you have in your mind reach out to other people elders or whatever it is in the in the fellowship and gain the knowledge that you need to gain and like I said there are people that understand that they have been where you are so they will take No, no problem. It would not be a problem for them to sit down and have a conversation with you and to speak and let you speak and let you be heard. And I feel like if a doctrine has a problem with someone questioning or seeing something in a different way and they become all hostile and all out of breath because you you asked a question that is against what they're they're teaching then that's a, that's a time that you start to step back and like, wait a minute, you know, what, what you getting all huffy puffy for? You sound like the wolf trying to blow the house down. You know, the fellowship is the friendly association, especially with people who have the same interests, we found out. And I spoke about the fallback, you know, things that I went through in my life and experiences that I had and thinking that, you know, this congregation, the fellowship of people that are claiming to be children of God, to be prophets of God, prophetesses of God or whatever, everything was of God. And for you to say that you are of some 
something, someone, a source that is based on love and you act in that way, I don't, I, I didn't get it. And, and, and every time I ask that question, what you say that you're of this, you know, why is it that, cause mind you, yes, we're, we, we, we can be slow to anger. We're going to have these emotions. I mean, feel the emotions that you have be slow to that anger though. If I've ruffled your feathers some kind of way, then it's time for you to go in and do your shadow work and figure out what is what exactly made me ruffle your feathers in the first place. Because if you're secure where you are, I can't ruffle anything. I can't do anything about, you know, how you feel, what you believe in or anything like that. It's just like trying to talk to somebody that's all googly eye in love with somebody. You can't tell nobody that's in love with somebody nothing, nothing. Your best bet is to just listen to what they have to say and nod your head. <laughs> okay, because once you start offering your opinion that is against that 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 sunshiny, flowery thing that they see of, of that person, because they can't see what you see. Love is blind, like Eve said. It'll take over your mind. Okay, and when they're there and they can't see what you're seeing, then just be quiet. And it's the same way. I, I'm, I'm unruffled. You can't do anything to me if I'm secure where I'm at you know so I had to fall back and then I learned that you know I, I don't understand I'm, I'm in this moment where I'm, I'm confused I don't understand something is going on and aren't you the cornerstone the cornerstone of the community and your community is coming to you whether I'm a parishioner of your doors whether I'm giving tithes or whatever to your congregation if I'm reaching out to you for help you should be helping instead of judging so I had to fall back then I later came into um awakening my my uh activism because I've always been since I was little always been had an activist spirit when it was not cool to be a Haitian, to be Zo, as they call it, you know, back in the 80s, in, in, in 80s South Florida, where crack was tearing this, this, this freaking place up, tearing it up. But then there was still an influx of immigration, Haitian, you know, Haitians, Bahamians, Jamaicans, everybody, you know, just coming on through. But there were Haitians that were, you know, born from Haiti and things like that, hearing things before they came over here and they, they needed to act or conduct themselves a certain way to survive those streets and things like that. So they would say they were Jamaican. They would say they were Bahamian. They would say they were everything but a Haitian because, you know, third world country and blah, blah, blah. They, we eat cats. All kind of stuff was being said about Haitians. But now it's so cool. We're waving the flag on flag day. Half of the kids that are waving those flags don't even know what Haitian flag day is about. But it's so cool now to be a Haitian. Meanwhile, while I was in elementary school, I was fighting people. And they used to always say, yo, little bright self don't know nothing about being no Haitian. And I'm speaking full on Creole. And I'm like, well, I'm that. And I got in many of fights. Because people wanted to talk about my people. Because once I I got the uh, just the experience of being in Haiti from five years old, I never forgot that experience. Then seeing my family come over and, you know, 
hearing the teasing and all of that stuff like that. And I'm like, look, I don't, you don't even have to be my family. If I heard somebody teasing you for being Haitian, I was putting my mouth in that business. <laughs> so the Nation of Islam helped to connect those dots for me because I had that little fire in me back in the day. And then, you know, every now and then, I mean, I've always spoken up. I, I don't play those games. I'm going to always get up, stand up for my rights. Shout out to rest of peace Bob Marley but um you know learning the assalamu alaikum learning that no nation is higher than its woman and anytime that you beg another man to set you free you will never be free freedom is something that you have to do for yourself Malcolm X learning these things and, and, and seeing the beautiful exchange between the brothers and the sisters the discipline that was had uh you know, how they dressed, how they walk, how they spoke. It was just a, a, a different thing for me because, you know, I mean, I, I had my my share of being raised in some, some little rough neighborhoods and things like that. And then, you know, you don't necessarily need to be a product of where you're, you're what your environment was. I'm going to be who I am and I'm going to be where I came from or whatever the case is. But you know, the nation of Islam showed you that, yes, but this is where you, 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 you know, this is what was stripped of you and you need to understand the, the, the God and goddess in you understand the beauty in you understand the power that you have and why a person would want to waste their whole entire life to oppress you. That should, that should even give you, give you pause is why do these people always want to oppress me? And it made you think and it made you get it together. And so it was just, it was a th the, the, the discipline of it all, the, the Ramadan, all of it. It was just, it was so much. And it was just a beautiful experience. Then we used art of artofmanliness.com speaking on um, the meaning of earthly existence is not as we have grown used to thinking in prosperity, but in the development of the soul. Alexander So Heitzkinson. <laughs> Your energy, the soul, is housed in this avatar we call a physical body, and this body can deteriorate if not properly cared for and maintained, and that is the same thing as your soul. And we talked about being spiritually disciplined, being spiritually disciplined, my goodness. And, um, you know, Doing prayer, meditation, fasting, fellowshipping, chastity, evangelism, studying, contemplating gratitude, being in silence and celebration and things of that nature. And then I went in and spoke about my family, you know, church uh, once they came over from Haiti. And then our two, uh, my two uncles, uh, well, my, my uncle and my mother started the church in a living room. And then two uncles had a little spat about the name and how I was going to keep on and stuff like that. And so um, it split and how I was working there and, you know, working one place and working the other place and things like that. And then starting to see the development of separatism and secrets and, you know, things like that that was going on. And again, I couldn't understand how could you let the words of what you're saying, what you're calling God's word to come out of your mouth and you're living this way and you cho you're choosing to uh, judge me for the things that I'm confessing, you know, in testimony or whatever, or the things you see me doing or what have you. I just couldn't understand that. 
And then when you're in a broken space, I use Shaka Khan's song, when your heart is free, it's easy to make a decision. And when your love is clear, you know, um, when your heart is clear, you know you have good judgment. But when your life is turned topsy-turvy and you have no reason for what's disturbing, remember the words my father said to me, keep your head up, don't say you love and walk away from all that has hurt you. Find your power and you know you're strong. Make that step and it will help you along. And had this song been out, (laughs) you know, when I was going through what I was going through before I walked into this cult-like situation, I probably would have been able to see it a little bit more. But in the broken space that I was in, feeling hopeless, unloved, unseen, I walked into a situation where I just didn't even think until almost to the end that, did I, are you serious? Like when you sit down and you contemplate and you're like, no, we, we don't get into those type of things. But according to aph.gov.au, an estimated five to seven million Americans have been involved in cults or cult-like groups and 180,000 recruits per year. 180,000 people are recruited per year. And I did not even think in a million years that something that is presenting as a church could be a cult-like situation. I just, I, I didn't even have it, have it in my head. And even with, with the knowledge of knowing um, about, you know, the the, the the different cult groups and things like that, I just didn't, didn't see it. And, and, and I guess that's how all the rest of the people felt in the, in the Manson family and the Nexium and the, the Davidians. Nobody saw it as such. You saw it as how it was being presented, how the leader or the, 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 the person in the front, the son, was presenting itself. And you just don't even realize that you're sitting in that situation. It was crazy. So then I'm going to move on and then I had a spontaneous veganism situation go on. I locked my hair like all of these things were precursors to land me. I'm telling you, alignment is something, you know, alignment is something. Now we can align ourselves intentionally and then your soul is going to align you how you need to be aligned without you even thinking. I mean, remember, we're all galaxies, we're all our own Earths, and we're all our own universe, whether you believe that or not. But if the Earth continues to turn around on its axis as people who believe in the globe part, you know, or the Earth that lays in the firmament, the firmament will continue to be over the Earth's surface. Okay? These things happen because they're supposed to be. They're going to continue to happen and nothing can stop those things. And that is the same thing as you. You're here and then you wake up in the morning, but it's not that alarm that woke you up. You're breathing, but it's not you're saying, hey, breathe. Hey, breathe. You just breathe. They're done automatically. And some things in your life you're going to be aligned to automatically and some things you have to intentionally align yourself to. And when I say I fell into a beautiful spiritual experience of Rastafari, just off some automatic alignment, it was nothing I was seeking. It was nothing that, you know, um, I mean, I, I 
at the moment at the time you know I was hearing about it around me and things like that but I was still more consumed with what was going on in my life and I just sort of just engulfed right into it and my EP told me that you know the next series that we speak about we should definitely incorporate how your your mental state your mental correlates with your spiritual aspect a lot of people don't think about that but the spiritual journey is a beautiful journey and like i said you have to do where what you, what makes you happy by way of your spiritual practice if you like to do yoga all day if you like to meditate if you like to to to, to sing gospel music if you like to praise and worship praise dance what is it liturgy is the, the, the other word um, whatever it is, wherever you land, again, there's no right or wrong path because it's where you need to land, where you land. And no one can make that decision for you. The spiritual journey is yours and yours alone. And when wherever you are at this moment, this is what's right for you. But consider that if you are feeling some kind of torment, if you are feeling pushed and pulled, if you are feeling unseen and unheard, unloved, these are things that you have to consider that is this the right place for me? Because remember, there are things that will align or disalign you very automatically. And we always say, well, Lord, I mean, we where's the sign? You have plenty of red flags, but you're choosing to not see them nor pay attention to them. It doesn't matter if you are in the church of God and Christ on the mountain of the sun for 50 years and you wake up tomorrow and feel like, no, then it's just that. You, we need to really start to sit still and listen to ourselves. Listen to ourselves. It's the God in me. Hello, y'all singing the song, but do you hear what they are saying? What Mary Mary is saying? It's the God in me. You think I'm so fresh. You think I'm so flat, but it's the God in me because the kingdom of God is where? Within. And you need to be able to hear what God has to say, but you need to sit still. And the voice that comes with all them questions, that's the voice of doubt. And you need to silence it so you can hear what you need to hear. We should never allow our fears or the expectations of others to set the frontiers of our destiny. Martin Heidegger. Peace. podcast was brought to you by executive producer Katia Bowers. You can find her on Instagram at underscore MRS dot B-O-W-E-R-S underscore that's at underscore Mrs. dot Bowers underscore. Creative director Caprice Wells. You can find him on Instagram at Caprice Wells. That's C-A-P-R-E-E-C-E-W-E-L-L-S or at his legacy podcast on Instagram. Check out his podcast, his legacy podcast on Spotify, YouTube, and TikTok. And of course, your girl, she rambles, your host. You can find me on TikTok and on Instagram at The Ramble Within Podcast. You can get the podcast on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Google, Amazon Music, and Pandora. 
and join us on Mondays for our Magnetic Mondays, Wednesdays for the Midweek Ramble, and Fridays for our final ramble of the week. Thank you for your listening ears and your support. Peace. Don't forget to like, share, and follow.